Don't frown on a Wednesday night because it's small. It doesn't have the same momentum as a Sunday. Realize that tonight we have this incredible ability to, um, well, have God to ourselves. It's one way to look at it. To realize tonight that he is here for us. And uh, if there were 500 here, we'd say it was true with them also. But how much greater is our potential tonight? Amen. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Good to see you guys. Amen. As I look, as I look past, back on the year, you know, last year at this time, and see all, all the great things God's done in my family's life, I know nothing's impossible with God. And I won't be discouraged because there's a ways with God that you don't know. You can't understand some things, and us human little pea brains try to make sense of it all and God just keeps on doing what God does I just want to be more committed next year going into next year more faithful to God Bible study I just want to do these things I want to try to learn how to empty myself so God can fill me with things that he wants to fill me with because it's working for his kingdom that's what I got to focus on not get distracted by all these human things but I know God's been doing great things uh, a, a year ago if you told me that this and this and this was going to happen I'd go mm, yeah if a guy come here here and stood behind a pulpit and said brother short God's going to do this this and this for you this year and I'm yeah. kind of skeptical but he's done all those great things and uh, I'm looking forward to next year to see how many great things that he's going to do I want to be amazed over and over again be in wonder of how how he does it, how he makes it all work out. I just don't want to get in his way. Brother Isaac, if you'll get ready to give an offering, give a, get a offering, receive an offering. Let's stand, thank God, invite him into this service, help him to deal with our hearts and our minds tonight, and grow us in his direction. Oh, we love you, God. I thank you, Lord, for your goodness tonight. Oh, I praise you, Lord. There's nobody like you, God. I thank you for your goodness, Lord. Great mighty God, you deserve my worship, my praise tonight. Oh, yes, God.
to me and all this world, all this world could ever be he reaches down from the throne of glory and sets the vilest soul feels good on a Wednesday night, worshiping Jesus and expressing your love for him is, makes you feel so good. Praise the Lord. Brother Erickson, get back in the saddle again. Appreciate you. Love you. Thank you. Well, praise the Lord, everyone. God bless you tonight. So thankful for the goodness of the Lord, and uh, praise the Lord. <clears throat> we saw a lot of things done in the last few weeks. Um, didn't mean it, but it just the way everything is panned out. And one of them is I got my eyes checked and got all my glasses ordered. And soon, I'm going to get rid of these that I can't tell when I should have. Or it's always kind of a pox, you know, you're cursed if you got them on and cursed if you got them off. Um, but we have got new glasses coming. Maybe they said even as early as tomorrow. So we'll, we'll see. But I'm... I'm Really looking forward to it because I am blind as a bat. Up close and far away, I can see pretty good, and uh, I just don't know when I should be looking where. <laughs> <clears throat> so forgive my red, uh, shiny glasses here tonight. I bought a package of three glasses, and I'm using them all wherever I can find them because I lose them all. So um, please. Forgive these. I didn't realize I had these on. <clears throat> All right, I want to turn tonight to John chapter 10 and read verses 1 through 14. I want to show you tonight a contrast. Now, you have to come back to the root of this whole thing of why God deals with us the way that he does, and that is because that all have sinned. All of us are destined for punishment of death for the sins in our life. None of us are good. Nobody is uh, here tonight that's better than another. We all uh, have been stamped, as it were, for, uh, of course, the enemy wants to see us, our demise, because he knows that God made us. And uh, we are after his image and after his likeness. And uh, he gets great delight on people, you know, wasting their lives not ever finding what real value and what real worth is. And so because a God uh, ultimately wants to save us, uh, the scriptures often reveal to us the idea of a shepherd, someone who cares for us and cares for the sheep, someone who's watching over us, who, who has, uh, wants our good, 
to come from all this. And, and so tonight I want to give you that and talk to you just briefly about the Lord and his great love for us. And then I want to contrast that with, with the way and the things that the enemy uses to try to mess you up. Because it's not head for head. It's not um, uh, God wants to provide you for, so the devil wants to take away your provision. No, that's not true. We have to look tonight at what the devil does and what he uses as his weapons against you and see how that they are different from the blessings and things that God wants to give you freely to give you life and that more abundantly. So it's, it's an interesting study, and I hope I don't bore you to death. It's not my intention to. Uh, but I have just a number of things I want to show to you and point out to you that might, it might just click in your life that it would make a little bit more sense how the enemy is working to mess you up. It's not always on the same pathway that God is on. And um, both God and the devil are using man's uh, weaknesses, man's feelings, man's choice in order to use it against him. God uses it to bless him. The devil uses it to bring him down, to destroy him. Amen. So, Let's read this 1 through 14. Jesus speaking here said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice. And he calleth his, his own sheep by name. And leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. This parable spake Jesus unto them, but they understood not what things they uh, were which he spake unto them. Then said Jesus unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved, and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and destroy. I am come that they might have life, that they might have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. But he that is a hireling and not the shepherd, whose own the sheep are not, seeth the wolf coming and leaveth the sheep and fleeth, and the wolf catcheth them and scattereth the sheep. The hireling fleeth because he is a hireling and careth not for the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and know my sheep, and am known of mine. The Lord is my shepherd. Lord, I pray that you bless tonight in this little Bible study, that, Lord, the word would explode in our understanding. Lord, help us to connect the, 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 the two views of what our God and his love is doing to help us Versus what the enemy of our soul, how he tried to lure us and trap us and endanger us. 
I pray tonight that you would bless in this Bible study. Truly, Lord, your spirit would speak to us. The Holy Ghost would minister in this room. And Lord, we thank you for your goodness and your mercy now. Bless, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. You can be seated. He became our shepherd because all sheep have gone astray. He came to seek and to save the lost. So when God presented himself as a shepherd, he was using a perfect example of someone who could see uh, the ins and outs of sheep living, amen, who knew what it was, uh, what their what their strengths were and also what their many weaknesses were, what they really needed to become successful in life. And he became that shepherd tonight. He has entered the door of his fold because he is known of his sheep. He is not a stranger. He's someone tonight that when you feel the presence of God in this room like we did a few minutes ago, what a sweet, sweet presence of God that was. And, and we already know that's the Lord. We don't have to go into our encyclopedia and figure it out tonight what, what we just felt. Amen. The world might feel God at times. I don't doubt it. The grace of God, which bringeth salvation, hath appeared unto all men, teaching us. So it's not a question of God touches people. The question is if they know that he's their shepherd if they understand tonight what they felt, what they have sensed. And so his sheep hear his voice. They know him and they follow him. He's entered the door of his fold. He has given his life for the sheep. He has given his sheep eternal life. Oh, we have a God tonight who knows exactly what we have need of. I know a lot of times we build our prayer life on what's the hot issue right now in our life. We, we, we pray that way, and, and I, I think the Lord understands that. But, but you have to understand tonight that God is looking at this in a, in a little different light. He knows what's going to make you successful. He knows what's going to help you fill in the blanks of your life. Amen. He knows what sin has done, the ravishes of sin. He knows the demise of, of Satan and what he's told you, the lies he's given and put into your mind. And now God has a plan in order to be able to not just save me on the cross, but he came to save me in my daily living. So we know, we know Psalms 23, the Lord is my shepherd, right? So think about these are the attributes I want to just bring to your uh, measure in your mind tonight. The Lord is my shepherd. That's talking about a guide tonight that, that I don't have to have any fear. I can wholly trust that God is, is watching over me. Think about that tomorrow when you go back to your job or, or your situation that you're facing, the dilemmas of life, and realize today that God is your shepherd. We're talking about a very personal Savior tonight. Amen. The second thing, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. That's talking about God's provision, that he knows where to lead us to be in order to feed us and give us what we have need of in our lives. Amen. You see, we're not just a, a numeric number, a social security number, as it were, of, of all of humanity, but we are someone tonight that God knows your name. 
We could go in and become uh, intricate and say that he, he has numbered the hairs on your head, the Bible says. He, you are the apple of his eye. You are on the palm of his hand, the scriptures say. You, if I could get you to realize that how personal your God wants to be in your life. Not to force you, not to tell you what to do. Not to be a God waiting to strike you with lightning when you mess up. But he's, he's a God tonight and that's your shepherd. He knows how to get the strays back in the flock. He knows how to move and to protect from, from the wolves. He's taught you by knowing him. Now you also know what a hireling is. A fake. The third thing is, he leadeth me beside the still waters. Living water. Jesus spoke to the woman at the well that day and he said, if you knew who it was who asked you water, you would ask of me water, living water. You have to realize today what God has to offer you today is something that this world is not, is not prepared or knows. It, it is not found in this earth, but it's something God feeds and gives us tonight in order to make us that spiritual sheep that he wants us to be. He restoreth my soul. This is a picture of salvation. When, when the shepherd restores us, that means he gets us our strength back, he heals our wounds. He feeds us. He gives us clear, running, still water that we can drink. Aren't you glad that God doesn't take you to the edge of Niagara Falls and say, drink all you want. Just don't fall in. Right? And then he leadeth me in the paths of righteousness. That's direction. God wants to give you direction in your life. I don't know how he does it. I know how he's done it for me. I'm, I could be laying in bed. I could be driving down the road. I could be uh, speaking with someone and have, feel like the Lord just planted a thought in my heart, in my mind. Amen. He is a God of direction. That he, he knows not only where you are, but he knows where he wants to take you. And notice none of these things are God, an insecure God saying, I want to make sure you know who it is, that I'm the Bubba here. I'm the man. We don't see any worship, any adoration here. We're talking about a shepherd looking out for his sheep here. Then the Bible says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Our God takes us all the way to the completion of our life. We don't know how many years each of us will live. That's not the issue. The issue is I want you to know that when it's time for you to go, whether it's be the car accident or be that you live until you're you know, 99 years old, I want you to know today that God is your God. He's your shepherd. Amen. And then, Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. What a peace it is to know that we have a shepherd who's using that rod and staff to, to help me and keep me in the path and help me go in the right direction. He's taking me somewhere. He's taking me to the still waters so I can drink. He's taking me to green pastures so I can eat. 
You've got to understand that you've got a God who's looking out for you. Amen. Thou prepares the table before me in the presence of mine enemies. What a, what a victorious proof that is that God could take, amen, and, and give you a wonderful meal, a, a wonderful victory right in the middle, knowing that your enemies can't hurt you. No one's going to come up behind you and stab you in the back. God's got you in a place of protection. He's got you in a place of peace and of rest and of calm. God's got you a place where he's put this food before you and you can feast and enjoy a meal without any fear of the enemy. Victory. That's victory tonight. We could go back and read some of the stories in Scripture. Victory is not always the end. Victory is in the middle. When you've got God on your side, you've got a victory. Amen. He knows how to sustain you with, with food from the, from the ravens. He knows how to find you a brook that hasn't dried up yet. He knows how to help you in the middle of, your, in the middle of the drought. He knows how to work and move in your life tonight. Amen. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Remember, the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but it's righteousness, rightness before God. It's peace, peace with all men around me in my life. And joy, that's what I enjoy in having a right relationship with God. And so, the Bible says, Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. That's the joy God wants to give you tonight. And lastly, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Amen. This companionship that God has given us, that it was never meant for us just to be dealing with a God that you cannot see. But God's whole plan in your life is to become a God that you can know. You will never see God with your physical eyes, but your voice, his voice you will know. His care you will be able to know. His provision you will always be able to thank him because you know it was God that provided for you. Your joy is because of God's great rich mercy and truth in your life. And so all of these things, these attributes are what the shepherd gives his sheep. Not asking for any fame and fortune for himself. Not asking God, not asking us to bow down and worship him because he gives us so much. He wants you to worship and praise him because that you have found him to be true. You have found him to be faithful. You have found him to be truly your shepherd. Amen. And so let's look at the enemy now for just a little bit. Remember, Satan is a created being as you and I are. I'm not saying he was a human. I'm just saying God made him. He isn't some God that's equal to our God. He's more of the chihuahua you just want to kick. God's got him on a leash. Yes, he does. God's got him. He can only go so far in your life. You've got to realize today, the shepherd goes with you wherever you are because you're following him. 
But the enemy of your soul is limited. And so sin always wears a mask. Everything he wants to do in your life and to you tonight, you have to realize the outcome is that he's hiding the real. His motives, sometimes we never perceive his motive until after we've been burned or fall in the pit or whatever it is. We need to realize tonight that the devil is wearing a mask to deceive you. Amen. Genesis 3 and 6. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eye, a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat. And gave also unto her husband for her with her, and he did eat. I'm talking about the mask of that tree. The serpent used that tree to deceive Eve. He didn't come to him, her with his ugly old snake face. He didn't come over there telling her how much he was here to destroy her and kill her and, and wipe her off the face of the earth. He came offering her something that changed the dynamics of her needing a shepherd. For when, I, when you eat this fruit, you're going to become, as God, you're going to become wise. Watch every attribute that the devil offers to you now as we go through the study. And realize tonight, he's trying to bring down God in your life. He's trying to tear down your trust in God tonight. He's trying to take away the shepherd-sheep relationship. Amen. Romans 6, 16 and 17. Know ye not that to whom you yield yourselves servants to obey? His servants you are, to whom you obey. Rather of sin unto death, or of obedience, or of, of, of obedience unto righteousness. But thank, but God be thanked, excuse me, that ye were the servants of sin, but ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered unto you. Amen. When you start listening to the voice of God, you start having a victory over what the enemy is offering you. He's giving you another, another chapter out of a false book. Yeah. He's offering you that if you'll bow down and worship him, he'll give you all the kingdoms of the earth of your life. He's offering you tonight that if you'll just uh, take and make these rocks into bread because that's not the will of God, but you did it, Jesus, for yourself, then, then I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, you're going to be blessed and have fruit. No, that's what the enemy does to you too. No, it's not you with bread turning uh, rocks into bread. It's not you standing on the pinnacle looking out and, and him saying, cast yourself off, for the Bible said the angels won't let you dash your foot. But it's the same way he's tempting you, saying, if you really think that you have uh, God in your life and you know what he said, then let me take a verse from what he said in his promise to you and let me change it around to say that if you do this, you're going to become a God yourself. You're going to get all the credit. Why does God not let us go into a hospital and go from room to room and pray for people and see them healed? I'm convinced it's for my benefit. How big of a head would I have? I'd be worthless as a pastor. 
Because I'd think I was some great one. I'd get me a tent and put my name over it. I'd go and read Oral Roberts' book again. <laughs> Sorry, that was uncalled for. Proverbs 5 and 22. His own iniquity shall take the wicked himself. Hear that. Your mistakes are what take you and throw you into a pit. And the devil knows that. So what he's trying to do is get you to make these stupid mistakes. His own iniquities shall take the wicked himself, and he shall be holden with the cords of his sins. Proverbs 13 and 15. Good understanding giveth favor, but the way of the transgressor is hard. See, the next second step of this is that God wants you to realize tonight that, that he wants you to be a servant. He wants you to be willing to follow. He wants you to be willing to serve. People who are walking away from God cut off their service. And when they cut off their service, they're cutting off their lifeline to God's blessings in their life. Because we receive when we give. Give, Luke 16 said, give and it shall be given unto you. Pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give unto your bosom. You have to realize this. The second area that Satan wants to attack in your life is you shouldn't be a servant. You should be telling them what to do. They should be serving you. The first is the mask of lust. What I will become. The second is becoming a servant. Satan doesn't want you to give of yourself. Every time you give, you are blessed of God. It is more blessed to give than to receive. Amen. John 8 and 34. Jesus answered them, saying, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin. When we are chasing things that are wrong in our life, we are creating our own pit and we're falling in it. And when we do, we become the servants of sin instead of the servants of the living God. So Romans 6 had said, and I'll read it just saying, uh, rather, uh, his servants ye are to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. You have to realize tonight, Satan is trying to lure you away from obedience, from being a servant. You are blessed when you give, when you help someone else. You don't ever do away with that. Look for opportunities to, to serve others. I know that sounds crazy, but that's where your blessings are. Amen. Praise the Lord. As I read to you, Mark, Proverbs 13, 15, good understanding giveth favor. When you understand tonight how God wants to use you by touching others. Lord, when did we see you in prison? 
and come to you? And when did we see you naked and clothe you? And when did we see you thirsty and we gave you water? Oh, well, you've done it to one of the least of these. You've done it unto me. We have to realize tonight, God has set this up where you can learn life's uh, uh, answers through being a servant, through a relationship. The third thing is, is the devil wants to pervert wisdom in your life. The Lord said, if, you're, if you need wisdom, ask. And God will uphold it, will not withhold from anyone who asks God for wisdom. But, but the enemy comes in, and he tried to give Eve wisdom that was not of God. He tried to give her wisdom based on going around God instead of through God. If you're taking this fruit, God doesn't want you to know about this fruit even because if you knew about this fruit, you'd be eating it right now because it makes you wise. You're going to be as gods. That's what he told her. The truth, what really matters in our life today is when we realize today that how important wisdom is, ask for wisdom every day. Ask God to give you wisdom today. 1 Timothy 6 and 20 said this, O Timothy, keep that which is committed to thy trust, avoiding profane and vain babblings, junk that has nothing to do with your walk with God. And oppositions of science, falsely so-called. You could spend the rest of your life trying to figure out where, where the dinosaurs are. And never realize that, that there are truths in this word of God waiting for you that you could know him and follow his voice. Amen. Genesis 3 and 6 again. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes, a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband. And he did eat. Satan is going to come to you trying to warp your wisdom. He's going to come trying to give you a, a, a fake. Something that isn't ultimately what you need. Satan's wisdom does not save you. But God's wisdom will always keep you connected to him. Amen. When the crowd leads us to eternal destruction. Unfortunately, that will be the wake-up call for some to find out that they were, they were leaning against the wrong tree. They were trusting the wrong voice. They thought that wisdom was the multitude of hands joining in hands. The fourth thing is being popular. God, how do, I, how do I make a name for myself in the work of God? Well, it's not going to be the messages I preach, I'll tell you that. <laughs> you all are barely hanging on here right now. I'm, God about got you to sleep. But so good, I don't want to just finish these last two. But, but God knows how the Bible says to lift up one and take down another. 
You have to trust God today that he knows how to give you significance, not only in your own life, but also in others around you that they appreciate and they esteem you. The Bible said first when David was running from Saul, right? He's, he's been anointed to be king and he's far, the farthest thing you could be from a king. He's, he's got a guy chasing after him that's, that is the king. And the Bible said that out in the wilderness, in the, in the desert, in a place where there were, they didn't have crops and, and lands, they were running for their lives. And 300 men that were destitute, they were worthless in society. They had no value. But they saw David, that he was a man that had worth and value. And they said, we want to be on your team. And from that 300, it became 600. And later, all of Israel's army came together. And David was a valiant king. And he was a great man. He said, a man after God's own heart. Why? Because David learned some lessons of significance. It wasn't his self-promotion. That's what the devil does. The devil wants to say, you know, if, if you're going to... if, if you're going to have to use your, your dagger to climb this ladder of success. You need to start stabbing the guy that's above you. Take him down. I'll show you how to get to the top. Tear him off the ladder. Who cares what happens to him? I'm climbing the ladder of success. And you have to realize how, how perverse that is. That's not how God raises up one and gives him value and worth. I promise you, as you have a greater uh, um, confidence in yourself in your walk with God, it will directly affect those who are around you. And they may not say, hey, Casey, I see your significance now. No, that's not a word that's even in their minds. But they'll say, man, Casey's getting it together. Well, they don't know what that means. They don't realize that Casey's listening to the voice of God, obeying the Lord, being a servant of God, and good things are happening in his life. Amen. Oh, yeah. The pride of life is a dangerous thing. Exodus 23 and 2 says this, Thou shalt not follow a multitude to do evil, Neither, neither shalt thou speak in a cause to decline after many to rest, or in other words, to take away their judgment. We, we don't fix things for people that takes away God's judgment in their life. The Bible said, be careful. That's not how you get significance. That's what Absalom did. Absalom was David's son who was wayward. What did he do? He wanted to become king. He knew David was getting old. So what did he do? He went to the gate of the kingdom and said, man, Brother John, I see this dilemma you're in. If I were the king, let me tell you what I would do for you. Talk about self-promotion. That was Absalom. And David knew of it. He knew the outcome was not good. He was going to have to fix it someday. But God was... No doubt David was praying, God, give me wisdom. Help me to deal with the situation. 
Matthew 7, 13 and 14, Enter ye in the straight gate. For wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. Because straight, the word straight means very narrow. Straight is the gate, narrow is the way, which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. And lastly, I want to talk to you about the last one tonight. The art of being respectable. Of God saying, hast thou considered my servant Job? We, we receive God's respect in our thorough obedience, our servitude, living for God. But we also then, we develop a respect of others around us. Amen. Isaiah 5 and 20 says, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. What a world we're living in right now that's doing those very things. Hebrews 3 and 13 says, But exhort one another daily while it is called today lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. Amen. The devil will always come to you in a quirky, vain way that will, that will soothe your pride, your intelligence, being better than others, will single you out to be the one for the letter of success. And I assure you that everything that the devil does is to tear you down. It is never to lift you up. But God, as a shepherd tonight who loves his sheep, has a way of being able to great, make you great, of developing your lives in such a way that it's going to be rewarding. You don't have to become the President of the United States to have significance. I don't, I don't want my significance to be something I number. I want my significance to be something that can be said when I die one day. Truly, he helped us live for God. Oh, that would be, that would be the anthem I would like to hear. He helped. He helped. Would you stand with me? The devil repackages and relabels pure evil, makes it look attractive, makes it look good, makes it look like it's a fast track to getting success, getting more money, more pay on the job, more things I want to buy. And you have to realize today that those, that, that method, that direction leads to destruction and death. But tonight... I refer to you to part A of this message. There's a Savior tonight who made himself a shepherd. All the shepherd's attributes so that he could help you in every facet of your life tonight. He believes in you. He's for you. Amen. And I close with just telling this church that we are going to share a God to our community this year. We're going to share a God 
who's interested in them. And I think that's got to be our message, that we have to be able to have a message that will let people find the Lord in the middle of their problem. Amen. Amen. Would you, Susan, let's sing. He that the Son is set free is free indeed. No more chains of slavery. Truth has triumphed in liberty. He that the Son is set free is free indeed. He that the Son is set free is free indeed. No more chains of slavery. Truth has triumphed with liberty. He that the Son has set free is free indeed.